Welcome, and thanks for listening to the New Life Christian Ministries podcast. If you'd like more information about New Life or for more podcasts and other media, go to newlifexn.org. Well, hey, uh, we're so glad that you're here. My name is Pastor Brad, and uh, I'm the worship arts pastor here at New Life, and we just want to welcome you if you're a first-time guest with us today. Uh, We're so pumped that you're here, and uh, we want to let you know about a few things. Uh, Currently, we're in a summer series, so it's a book series. In the book of Colossians, which is a letter uh, that the Apostle Paul wrote to a church in Colossae, uh, and it's found in the New Testament of the Bible, and we are just studying that uh, this summer. And so it's been a great experience so far, but we want to let you know about a couple of things. Number one, up here on this board, you'll see it says hashtag Colossians. We want to encourage you to engage online in online discussion through Twitter and Facebook. Uh, just to encourage you to post up tweets of, of quotes that something God's teaching you, what's happening as you're reading through the text, and God's just speaking to your heart. Uh, we want to encourage you to do that because both Facebook and Twitter will use hashtags. And what we do is uh, we go throughout the week and we just kind of check and see what God is, is teaching all of us uh, when it comes to the book of Colossians. And it's just a great way to engage online. And another way for all of us to get plugged in is out in the gathering area are beautiful chalkboards like this one where it says up at the top, what God is teaching me. And if you want to just take a couple of minutes, if God's really impressing something on your heart, just write it down on that board and just, you know, uh, go around and read some of the things that God is doing because we believe that God is living, he's alive and he's active and he's working inside of all of us. And, uh, and, and if we trust Jesus, we know that he's working and, and he's teaching us things. And so we want to just share that with each other and want to engage in that way. So uh, if you are so inclined and want to do that, we're going to take pictures of them every week and then we put them on Facebook so that we can see what everybody's learning together. So it's a great experience just to kind of engage together. Now, I want to just uh, tell you about what we're, where we're going today. Uh, one of the most important things that we learned last week from Pastor Chris's message was this that when Jesus is added, lives change. When Jesus is added, lives change. And it's, a, it's kind of a beautiful picture uh, Pastor Chris kind of shared last week of when we trust Jesus for the first time, immediately we have a change. And then there's a lasting change that happens and, and occurs as we continue to trust Jesus day by day. And that lasting change happens through the rest of our life. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. In fact, my my title for my message today is Why Spiritual Growth Matters. And when we leave today, we're going to know and uh, we're going to have an opportunity to go and do some things that will help us to grow spiritually. But not only are we going to do it, we're going to know why spiritual growth matters. One of the most beautiful things about um, Jesus is this. That Jesus, when we put our trust in him and we believe in him, we receive him into our life. That's what the scripture says. And when we receive Jesus into our life, John 1.12, the, the author of the gospel of John, he says this. He says that Jesus gives us the right to become children of God. Now, it's an amazing thing because when we receive the right to become children of God, that means we're a part of his family. In fact, some translations say we're adopted into his family. And the beautiful thing about that, my wife and I, we adopted a little boy um, when he was just just before he turned one, actually, uh, we adopted him into our family. And I'll never forget standing there in the courtroom looking at the judge, and the judge looked us right in the eyes, and he said, she, sorry, she said to us, do you realize that when you adopt this boy, he's going to have the right to everything that you own, he's going to have the right to all of your money, he's going to have the right to basically everything. He's going to be an heir 
in your family? And we said, absolutely, we understand that. And that's exactly what God does for us through Jesus. When we trust him, when we believe in him, God says, I am so excited to invite you into my family. You become an heir in my family. But in God's family, we're not just called to be in it. We're called to grow up in God's family. So we're invited in and and we have a a part of of God's family and we're heirs to, to all that he has, which is an amazing thing. But then he calls us to grow up. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. And I'm so excited because I believe that God has some amazing and important things that he wants to teach all of us today when it comes to learning about why spiritual growth matters. So if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it up to Colossians chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible... Um, and you have one of our study guides that we handed out on the way. And if you don't have a study guide right now and you're a first-time guest with us today and you would like one of these, just put your hands up. we got some people who want to give you this book. Okay, it's, it's free. We're not going to ask you to give, you, give us a quarter or anything for it. We want to just bless you with it. So if you need one today, would you please um, grab one? We want you to have an opportunity to read along with us. It has the scripture in here. It has something for you to do during the week. And over here it has a place for message notes. And so I want to encourage you to... Uh, to use that and engage that. And you're going to want this space today, okay? I guarantee you, all right? Unless you don't care about something, which we'll get to that at some point, okay? So that's what this book is for. And I want to just encourage you to open up there to Colossians chapter 1. And uh, we're going to look at verses 9 through 14. Now, what we're going to see in this passage today is basically this. The Apostle Paul writing to the Colossian church, and he's telling them, essentially, listen, guys, we're, we're praying and we're asking God that you would grow up. That you would grow up and you would know all that God has for you. And Paul knew something. Paul understood something that all of us need to understand and we need to grab a hold of. And, and that's this, that everything that we do... And everything that we are really comes from our spiritual being inside of us. In other words, the spiritual life is incredibly important. Because when we mature in our spiritual life, we will mature, begin to mature in all the other areas of our life. It's a pretty incredible thing. And Jesus knew that. And Paul knew that. And so they spend an awful lot of time teaching us how to mature in our spiritual life. Lives, And that's what we're going to see today in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 14. So what we're going to do is we're just going to break this down into a couple of verses at a time. Let's look first at verse 9. It says this. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So the first thing we have to understand is that spiritual growth comes from God, and it must be sought. Look at what Paul said in verse 9. He says, so we have not stopped praying for you. Underline that word, those words, praying for you. Since we have first heard about you, and then underline this, we ask. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. You see, Paul, when he was writing to this church, he was saying, hey guys, listen, um, you need to stop relying on your own wisdom. You need to stop relying on ideas that come from men. And you need to start relying on the spiritual wisdom that comes only from God. But guys, listen, it has to be sought. 
It doesn't just show up in our lives. If it just showed up in our lives, that'd be an incredible thing, but it has to be sought. And so Paul says, we're praying for you. And when we pray, we ask God to give you all spiritual knowledge and understanding. You see, what Paul is pointing out to the Colossian church and what he's pointing out to us today is that we need to seek God. We need to seek God. And, and the reason is because God has a plan for how things work. I don't know if you know that or not, but God created everything. And so he has a plan for how they work. And he knows how everything works from, from finances to relationships. God has a plan for how they work. And when I started thinking about that, I thought it would be a, a good idea to kind of have a, a visual image. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share something with you. I'm not going to draw a picture, okay, because I'm, really, I'm a really bad drawing artist. I'm pretty good with graphics, but not good. I'm lucky that those look like boxes, okay? So I'm gonna get, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share something with you. How many of you like math? Raise your hand if you like math. Don't be ashamed, okay? All right, if you like math, I want to share a, an equation with you. And uh, I think you'll like this, okay? It's pretty easy, all right? See that equation right there? In your mind, begin to start to work that out. And I want to share some answers with you and see what you think the answers might be, okay? Uh, first, we're going to do this. A, 0. B, 41. C, I don't know. Okay, uh, D, I don't care. Okay, so, so take a couple of seconds and fill out that equation. Okay, if you can do it in your mind, you're brilliant. Uh, it took me a while to figure this out. Okay, so, so figure that one out. And while you're doing that, I'm going to put another one up here for you. This one's got a parentheses in it, so you know it's harder, Okay. Okay, so 2 plus 3, parentheses, whoops, can't do that. 4 times 5 divided by 2. Okay, take a couple of minutes. Write that down if you need to write that down, okay? Try to figure that out. Try to figure both of these out, okay? This, this one's actually relatively simple. This one's a little bit more in-depth, okay? But take just a couple of minutes, figure that out. I'm going to write some answers up here and see if you know what it is, Okay? All right, so is the answer A, 32, B, 31, C, I don't care, or I don't know, and D, please stop? <laughs> okay, take a look at that. See if you can figure that out, what it is. You can see it up there on the screen. So... You have your answers? Okay, some of you are still working it out. You're still going to be working it out on the ride home, okay, even after I show you this. Okay, so let's look at number one here. We're going to call this problem number one, problem number two, okay? Problem number one, 41 times 41 times 0 times 1 equals what? Okay, so anybody think the answer is A? Don't be ashamed. Put your hands up real high. Wow, most of you. Awesome. Okay, how many of you think the answer is B? Okay, nobody, everybody's afraid because everybody put their hand up for A, right? Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. I would do the same thing. Okay, peer pressure. All right, how many, of you, uh, how many of you don't care? How many of you don't know? Hey, thank you guys who said you don't care. Thank you for being honest. All right? 
Okay? All right, the answer to number one is B. Okay? The answer to number one is, is B. All right? I know, it doesn't make sense yet. Just a minute, okay? Number two, how many of you have an answer for this one? Raise your hand up high. If you have any answer at all, okay? Even if you don't care. Everybody should have their hand up. Okay, A, is it 32? Raise your hand if you think it's 32. Okay, great. Raise your hand if you think it's 31. All right, we're split out of everybody who raised their hand. How many of you um, don't know? All right. How many of you want to just quit right now and go home? Okay. <laughs> you can't. All right. All right. Number one, or number two, the answer is 32, letter A. Now, this is crazy, all right, because this actually came up. I, I got this idea. There was a, a young lady on Facebook. I don't even know if she was a part of this church, to be honest with you. I can't remember who it was. But she would put on Facebook this very problem right here. And I, I did it, and I kept coming up with the answer of zero. And I was like, you know, and, and, and everybody said, that's wrong, that's wrong. She got it wrong on a test. And I said, what is going on? The answer is definitely zero. And then I realized something very important. There's a rule in math called this. And only a math person would come up with a word that doesn't make any sense. Okay? PEMDAS. Anybody know what that is? Okay, some of you, you're studying that right now in school, huh? All right, man, good for you. PEMDAS, it's, it's this rule. It's called the order of operations. Okay? And what it, mean, what it stands for is parentheses. This is the way you do it. This is the order that you follow. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication and division, and then addition and subtraction. So, according to PEMDAS, what we have to do for number one is we have to take 1 times 0, which is 0, and 0 times 41, which is 0, and then, oh, I put a times here. <laughs> so if you put 0, you're right, all right? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm a pastor. Thank you. Good night. That's, that is awesome. <laughs> Steve, we're not using that video, all right? <laughs> or maybe we are, I don't know. Okay, so how many of you would have answered B now, right? Okay, so, so, that, that, wow, I was an idiot. I'm so sorry. Okay, so this, this chunk equals zero, which leaves 41, okay? So that's how we get that. Then over here, for those of you who answered A to this one, you were right, because this one's crazy, <laughs> If I don't screw this up, somebody watch my math, okay? Uh, three, and then divided by two, okay? So we've got 60 divided by two, two plus, uh, let's see, 32, right? Is that right? Give it up. I did it. <laughs> Usually, as long as it doesn't have an, uh, some weird letter of the alphabet in there, I can do it. Okay, so order of operations says you've got to do the parentheses first. So you do the parentheses. Then you multiply it times 3, okay, because that's multiplication is next. Then you divide it by 2, and then you add it, and you get the answer of 32. Okay, so the order of operations matter. Now, thank God I didn't have to get that answer uh, or, or have that just right to understand the point, okay? Here's the point. The way that we do the problem matters, right? The way that we do the problem matters, and God has a plan for our lives, and it matters. God has an order of operations. 
God has an order of operations for our lives, okay? And sometimes we face kind of these easy problems, and we can kind of understand a little bit how to work through them if they're put up there right, you know? And then sometimes they're complex, and they get a little bit more difficult. And we struggle, and we, we, don't, we don't quite understand how to work through the problem. And then what happens is we get frustrated, and when we get frustrated, we stop caring, Right? And here's what I think happens, and I think this is the biggest problem that Christians face today in their spiritual growth, and that's this, that most Christians stop caring about their spiritual growth because they don't know how to make it through. They don't know what to do next. And so we get frustrated. And so we stop caring. And then we get annoyed with people who are trying to help us, and we say, please stop. You see, that's what happens in our lives. And that's what happened with, with, with the Colossians. And, and Paul's trying to lead them through this, saying, guys, listen, God has an order of operations. And God doesn't have any problem that is bigger than him. God can handle it. In fact, he starts to break it down and give them some things to live by. And here's what he says in verse 10. He says, then the way you live will honor and please the Lord, and you will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So Paul says to the Colossians, guys, listen, I want you to seek God because he's the one who knows. I want you to to ask him for spiritual wisdom and understanding. Because here's what happens. When you start to live like that, when you start to do the problems the way that, that deal with problems the way that they were meant to be dealt with, when you follow God's order of operations, then fruit begins to grow in your lives, and amazing things happen. In fact, Jesus said that there is this life that begins to be released inside of us, and it's a full life. It's a life that all of us, we desire, and yet we can't find on our own. We need Jesus, and we need Jesus to lead us through it. In fact, one of the most amazing things that Jesus ever told uh, a group of people was this. That if you're seeking this life, if you want this life, if you want to know God, just keep seeking him. Keep asking him. He, he said, keep knocking on the door. And then he said, the door will be answered to you. And when you seek, you will find. And when you ask, there will be an answer. And that's such an incredible thing that God invites us to ask him, to seek him, to, to knock on the door and say, are you even there? And he is, and he will give us answers. And as he gives us answers, we live them out. We follow his order of operations, and then this fruit begins to grow in our life. And then Paul continues on in verse 11. He says, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. You see, Paul makes it very clear that Spiritual growth, what it is, is knowing God better and better. And when we know God better and better, and he releases things into our lives, he releases peace, and he releases this just divine strength that gets us through things that we never thought was possible. Like, if you're facing a job change right now, maybe you've been working at a company for, you know, 20 years, and all of a sudden they're letting you go for somebody who it's cheaper to bring them on. 
you know, God will give you strength through that. Maybe you've been stuck in a relationship and, and you're not sure what to do. God can give you strength in that relationship. He'll give you wisdom. Or maybe you're looking for a relationship. God will give you strength to sustain the loneliness. God is so amazing and so loving. He will give us his glorious strength and he'll release it through our lives. But here's the thing, guys. We have to follow his order of operations. Okay, if we try to rely on our own understanding, here's what will happen. We'll reap a harvest, but for the most part, it will be pain and regret. We'll keep stepping in the same hole we step in every time. We get so far, we think things are going well, and then we fall. You see, God says, no, no, listen, come away from that hole. (laughs) I know it looks enticing. Don't go there. This life that I have for you is better. And so Paul says, there is glorious strength that we can have in it. And then Paul concludes this section in verses 12 and 13. And he says this, may you be filled with joy, always thanking God the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. That's an incredible statement. That's an incredible statement. Paul says, may you be filled with joy. You see, what Paul knows is when we follow Jesus, when we seek for his spiritual wisdom and understanding, he knows that inside of us, God is going to release this peace and this joy, this satisfaction in life that we all deeply desire. It's such an incredible thing. And Paul says that we can have it because Jesus came here and lived a life for us we couldn't live. He died a death on the cross that we should have died for our sin. Three days later, God raised him back to life, overcoming sin and death forever. And now Jesus offers us this brand new life that we can have in him. And in that life, he releases this joy, this peace, this satisfaction, this purpose, this sense of belonging to his family. But you see, that, the amazing thing is trusting Jesus, that's the first step. And it's a glorious step. But there's so much more. If you've trusted Jesus today, I want to get very personal with you right now. If you've trusted Jesus today, but that's as far as you've gone, I want to encourage you to go so much further. God has so much in store for you. God has so much in store for me. And if we will go and we will allow him to lead us and we will seek him and we will cling to his word and we will learn from him, amazing things will happen. In fact, Think about this. Jesus, he said to a group of people, a very large group of people one time, he said, you've heard it said, thou shalt not murder, right? How many of you know that's in the Ten Commandments? Okay, okay. It doesn't really matter if you knew that was in the Ten Commandments. You've probably heard that before. Thou shalt not murder, okay? That was, that was in the Ten Commandments. And Jesus said, you, you've heard it said that you shouldn't murder. But then Jesus took it a step further and he says, actually, you shouldn't even be angry with your brother, Right? And I'm sure the people were like, I'm good. I've never killed anybody. I've come this close, but I've never killed anybody. And then Jesus says, but you should not be angry with your brother or sister. And then I'm sure some of them were like, uh-oh, because I'm really mad at this dude right next to me right now. Right? And Jesus begins to kind of break down these walls that people build inside of their hearts. 
And Jesus addresses the real issue. But do you know that Jesus, he said that for a very important reason. Okay, very practically, okay, very practically. When you're angry with somebody, your body begins to stress up, right? You get, you get tense, your body releases chemicals that are harmful to you. You, you begin to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. You begin to say things you wouldn't otherwise say. And anger just boils and boils and boils until eventually it blows up or you have a heart attack. Right? Now, very practically, that, that's real. That stuff happens when we're angry with other people. So there's a practical matter in that. And Jesus knew that. But Jesus also knew that if we're angry with somebody, it is the number one biggest issue that all of us face to spiritual growth. And some of us, it is the, really the only issue that's holding us back. In fact, Jesus said, if you, if you come and you come into worship and, and you come to bring your offering before the Lord and you remember that somebody has something against you, if somebody's angry with you or you, you know, you've been angry with them, you need to go to them before you make your offering and you need to reconcile. Because we need to be right with each other and be right with God. That's why Jesus said, love God with everything that you are and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, why did I share all of that? I share all of that because it's so important for us to know this. Okay, this is our take-home point for today. When we follow God's plan, it brings fruit in the land, okay? Now, I want you to picture your life. I just planted a garden, okay? My wife and I, for the very first time, and a friend of ours, we planted a garden, okay? It's, it's horrible. Um, I hated it, okay? I, I like it now. It's planted. I can water it. That's not a problem. But getting that grass out, wow. Um, but I, one thing that I, I realized as I was working that garden was this. It was hard work, and it's hard, hard, hard. It was hot. It was, it was sweating, you know, getting that grass out, getting the dirt tilled up, pulling out the rocks. It's incredible how much work it took. And then when we planted that seed, and, and then now we're watching them grow, I realized there's a reason that Jesus used that analogy so much. Because in our lives, it takes a lot of work. It takes a, a lot of time sometimes. And then we just plant a little seed. And then we have to wait for it to grow. And you know, when I was in high school and I did problems like this, I would always try to get from this to this, you know, from, from the problem to the answer without working through it. I thought I was smart enough to do that. Failed a lot of tests because of it. I didn't work through the problem. I didn't take the time that was necessary to follow the order of operations. And it cost me. And it will cost all of us when it comes to our spiritual growth. If we don't allow God to work inside of us and to till the ground of our heart and to pull out the rocks, to take up the grass, to plant the seed, and then to allow the time for it to grow. You see, that's actually the process for spiritual growth. The process for spiritual growth is this. First, you have to know. You have to know. You can't do something if you don't know it, right? So today, 
If you came in here, you, you're not sure about Jesus. You, you've heard about him. You think he's a good teacher. I want you to know today that Jesus loves you. Jesus came here and died for you so that you could be made right with God. And he said, all you have to do is believe in him and you will receive him. And when you receive him, you are adopted into his family. That's the first step to spiritual growth. And today you can make that step before you leave. Say, yes, I'm going to trust Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That's the first step. Then the next thing we need to do is we need to know how to live. And so what we do is we open up this book and we see what Jesus said about anger, about lust, about greed, about pretty much everything. And then what we do is we allow it to grow. Okay, that's the second part of the process. First we have to know, then we allow it time to grow. Okay, working out a problem like this takes time. You've got to practice it. Right? You've got to practice it. You've got to practice it. And then when you practice it so much, it becomes a part of who you are. Right? That's actually what a belief is. I don't know if you know that or not, but a belief is, is something that you've done so many times that you, and you see that result in and you believe that. That's why so many of us, we struggle sometimes with something we say we believe, but we don't actually believe because it never bears out in our action. Right? So we have to let it grow inside of us. And guys, here's the thing. We have to allow time for it to grow. Okay, you can't just go to the problem, look at the problem, and get the answer. You can't do that yet. You've got to let it grow. You've got to work through that problem a few times before you can get to that point. And then the next thing we have to do is we have to go and do it. So no grow and go. No grow and go. That's the process for spiritual growth. No grow and go. So we're going to spend time knowing. We're going to learn it. Then we're going to let it grow inside of us. And then we're going to go do it. And we're going to keep doing it. And we're going to allow God to grow us up so that there can be fruit in our lives. And guys, the kind of fruit that comes from our lives, from God, when we allow him to grow us spiritually, is peace. Joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, all of these things the Bible talks about grow in our lives. And God grows them through His Spirit. It's an incredible thing. It's an incredible process. So I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if for the first time you need to say yes to Jesus and you need to trust Him as your Lord and Savior. You need to take that first step in spiritual growth. And guys, the thing is, spiritual growth is so important because when we mature, in our spiritual life, we mature, begin to mature in all areas of our lives. So if you need to take that step today, I want to encourage you in a moment, we're going to pray between you and Jesus. Would you just say, I believe in you and I receive you. And for the rest of us, maybe you've trusted Jesus for some period of time. I want to encourage you to take that next step, whatever it is. Maybe you've never been baptized and you, you've been wondering about it, and, and maybe you're embarrassed to do it because you've been saved for 20 years. I want to encourage you, don't be embarrassed about that. Just follow Jesus. Who cares? Jesus will be so happy walking in that obedience. Maybe uh, next step you need to take is opening up your Bible every day or, or praying every day and, and allowing God to grow you up. But here's the thing I want you to know, okay? You can't know what to do if you don't open this book. I've struggled with this my whole life. I sometimes think I know better than God. I don't. I need him to show me. That's the first step, right? I need him to show me so I can know. Then I need him to grow it 
inside of me, and then I need to go and do it. And if that's you today, I want to encourage you to allow God to do that. You might say, Brad, how can I do that? There's a very easy way. If you go to our website, newlifexn.org, Pastor Chris is working on something incredible called one-to-one. It is a discipleship process that when you are done with it, oh my goodness, if you haven't grown up, that's your fault. Okay, it is just incredible. And I want to encourage you to get involved with that. Every day he's writing. It's an incredible thing. And God will grow you and he'll grow me as we continue to do that. So what I want to do now is I just want to pray for all of us. For those of you who need to take that first step today, for those of you who just need to allow God to grow you, would you just join me in prayer and ask God and invite his spirit to, to grow you right now? Jesus, thank you so much for, for yourself. Thank you, God, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, God, that everything that we could ever ask for, everything we could possibly want, is is found in you. All that we need is in you. And so today, God, I pray that you would open up the door. For those who are knocking, for those who are seeking, for those who are asking for the first time, would you make yourself so real to them in this moment, God, that they would experience that immediate change in their life. And then begin this beautiful journey of walking with you every day. God, for the rest of us, I pray that we would just continue that journey. I pray your spirit right now would spur us on, God, that that we would mature in our spiritual life so that we might mature in all areas of our life. And God, my prayer for this body of believers here gathered as New Life Christian Ministries, that God, that would be the cry of our heart today. That we would grow up in you. That we would stop seeking out the world's wisdom and start living your wisdom. So God, I thank you for that. I pray you'll help us to know, to open up your word, to pray, to grow, let you lead us and guide us, and then to go and do it. I pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Well, at this time, I want to ask you to take out that connection card, which Pastor Chris mentioned earlier in the gathering. Uh, At this time, take a couple of minutes and fill this out. There are a couple of things you can sign up here for today as next steps, and we want to show those to you. I would like to serve the East Liberty Food Kitchen team. I want to share the new life of Jesus Christ with uh, one person this week or act on today's commitment. I want to share that commitment with you right now. Here's what it says. Pop it up there on the screen. Thank you, Steve. I will learn and do what Jesus wants me to this week. If that's on the desire of your heart, just mark that down on here on this card. 